OCD. OCD. The OCD Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the OCD Podcast. I don't know why I just did that. Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, welcome back to the second episode of the OCD Podcast. Today, we have a pretty interesting guest. I know most of our listeners already have heard of him. He is uh, from the same school that I went to. He is actually a senior. And fun fact, he used to go to the same grade as my brother did. So I do know him from before. And mashallah, the man has gone on to become a proper bodybuilder, a fitness expert. I would call him a fitness expert. He would not proclaim himself as one, but I would call him that. And yeah, it's going to be a pretty nice episode today, inshallah. So, introducing the one, the only, Ali Tahir. So, yeah, Ali, how how are you, man? Man, I'm doing amazing. How are you guys? Uh, guess, fine, fine, alhamdulillah. Awesome, awesome. So, so, so how's life nowadays? Life nowadays is um, pretty busy. Really busy, I would say. Um, the only free leisure time that I really do get nowadays is just to talk to my parents. That's probably the most time I get. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. It must suck for you a lot, like, since the gym, gyms are closed and everything in Canada, right? Or, like, you have your home workout and everything. Yeah, so here's, like, the good part. So mm-hmm. as soon as this whole quarantine thing started... Uh, I was pretty sure that I was not going to go a day without the gym. So um, a, f- a few friends of mine have a uh, have a pretty good-sized garage in their place. Right. And um, so here, there were a bunch of coincidences that happened, and they were pretty amazing as well. I was literally walking down the road where I found a bench, like just laying out on the road right at the day the gym's closed. So I brought mm-hmm. the bench in. Um, a few of my friends who are really into like tools and like making stuff with their hands. So we sat down together. We came up with plans how to make weights, like like do it yourself weights, like with using boxes Oof, and using bricks and stuff. Great. So in three days, we had a fully functioning gym in the in the garage, Damn. and it was it, we were not making any sacrifices at all. We were getting all of the work done. We were hitting all body parts. We were working out our legs. We were having even more intense workouts than we were at the gym. That is one of the reasons why I was so like pumped up even like during the quarantine. I was having an amazing time um, because not only did I, you know, like get to do those raw workouts, like with just basic like um, like raw weights, but also it gave me a chance, you know, because uh, people like me, like, you know, who really like to work out, who are into bodybuilding, mm-hmm. we tend to really get into the technicals of stuff, you know, like how much weight am I lifting? Am I improving, you know, every single week? How, yeah, where, yeah, am I, yeah. where are my numbers at? Where is my, how much weight am I lifting? But this thing, this whole Corona, this quarantine really gave me a chance just to ignore all that, just drop all that and just to like enjoy the lifting, you know, and that's what I got to do during like the last two, three months. Jeez, man, um, you are motivated. Yeah. <laughs> After all, Bro, this is this is this is what I love, man. How, how do you how do you get into something like that? Can you tell us how you got into the whole bodybuilding scene? Sure, yeah. man. I and this is one question that a lot of people have asked me, and a lot of people tend to assume that you know it would have been because of your typical oh I want to impress girls, I want to look good, <laughs> stuff like that. But it was yeah. honestly never like that for me. I don't know why, but uh, ever since I was like a teenager, like 13, 14, 
I would I would do like some home workouts, you know, I would do like push-ups at night, you know, just drink a ton uh-huh. of milk. I just had that thing in me where I was like, man, I want to get bigger, you know, I want to get bigger all the time. Uh-huh. Um, and at first, my parents, like back in Saudi Arabia, they were like, man, you know how expensive the gyms are in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. So uh-huh. they were, I, I had to convince my dad. I'm like, can I please go to the gym? For like two years, like I had no access to the gym because, man, it was expensive. I was like, man, I can't really, you know, put this burden on my parents. So I just used to do my home workouts. But uh, like two years before leaving for like one year, I believe, one or one and a half years before mm-hmm. leaving for Canada. Mm-hmm. That is when I finally got a membership for the gym, and that's when I started working out. Um, but yeah, it had nothing to Quickly. do with girls. Or, okay, Ali, yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you get bullied on lunch back when you when you were young? Because I know this from <laughs> someone. Did that happen? Okay, so you're like close you know, friends uh, with them now. But did that happen? Okay, I'll I'll tell you something very interesting about that as well. So. Um, definitely growing up, especially in my teenage years, I would say I have had a lot of drama. I was always in fucking drama. Like all the time I would be involved (laughs) in either some physical fight, either some verbal shit, anything would be going on. And the funny thing is now though, that most of those people who I had issues with, I had issues with a lot of people for some reason. (laughs) All of them, I'm like, you know, they support me. I support them. So it's a, it's a, it's a wholesome vibe now. And obviously, you know, I had to go through that to you know, learn myself who I, who I, mm-hmm. who I am as a person. And, you know, and uh, now if you, if you, if you like come talk to me in person, or if you come talk to the people that know me here, two, three years, you like, nobody here has ever seen me even raise my voice at anybody. I have zero anger, zero, oh, anything wow. like that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't, I can't imagine you raising your voice. You don't have one of those voices. Anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I, I exactly. Don't know. <laughs> Just so, and, uh, it's so, it's so monotone and like so, you know, it's so peaceful. I <laughs> yeah. can't imagine you shouting at someone. <laughs> exactly. And also, one of the things that really, you know, like got me away from all of that stuff is when I got to Canada, uh, I kind of had like, I wouldn't want to label it as anything, but I really went through like a spiritual kind of uh, journey, you know, where you learn about mm-hmm. yourself, where you learn about the world and stuff. So for the past three years, aside from bodybuilding, one of my biggest uh, passions or one of the biggest things that I really love in my life is is learning about the truth you know to reality meditating stuff uh, like that so I do that uh, every single day no matter how busy I get I'm meditating at least one to one and a half hours a day you know spending time yeah, on reading like yeah. ancient like esoteric mm-hmm. stuff that's something that I'm right. really into now do you re- like also get a lot into uh, the Quran and stuff like that exactly uh, exactly yeah so um one of the um, one of the biggest things that has changed in my life over the last few years is growing up. I was I was not religious at all. I would be totally mm-hmm. against everything. You know, I would uh-huh. I would argue with my parents stuff like that. You know, they would want me uh-huh. to come to religion and stuff, but I would never be that person. Uh-huh. After coming to Canada, though, um, going on my own spiritual journey, not learning through Islam, but just going through my own spiritual journey mm-hmm. for two three years, it led me back to islam you know so it, it, it strengthened my faith in that so now not only do i have I, I genuinely believe in that connection that i have it's something that i feel you know it's not something that i'm just you know going by the words or yeah, going yeah, yeah. something you somebody know, told me yeah it's something that i have a strong faith and belief in and it's why, it's why did that happen now. ali like it was that because of solitude or was it was it because exactly of the exactly yeah exactly so um so for me i've um so before coming to Canada, I got really extroverted. Like I was 
with people all the time. I was hanging out all the time. As soon as I came to Canada, I knew I had to, you know, like, I don't know what happened, but something clicked, man. I knew like, yo, the, I, I'm just starting my 20s right now. I have to do something for myself. And what I did was I first came here with a bunch of my roommates, but then I was alone for almost one and a half years. So, and during that time, obviously I would meet up with my friends and stuff, but majority of those times I would stay alone in solitude. I would be, you know, increasing my knowledge, reading books, uh, just spending time alone, learning about myself, learning about my instincts, my intuition, you know, all of that stuff, strengthening all Mm -hmm. of that so that I can Mm -hmm. really excel at what I actually want to do in life. And that took a good, and it is still going on. It's an ongoing process, which will obviously keep going on. You know, there's all, always room for improvement, but definitely I've made some amazing, you know, changes like uh, in my mindset in the last three years. And it served me really well, you know, in everything that I do. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. yeah so, thanks, um, uh, yeah, uh, you, you were telling me you work three jobs. So like, yeah. what are those three jobs? jobs? Yeah, he works yeah. three jobs. That's why he ha- he's like really busy today. Wait, what, what yeah, are you so, doing? Can you um, like brief us on that? Sure. So right now it's the summertime, right? So mm-hmm. usually I take most of my courses from university during um, during the fall term and during the winter term. I'm right uh, currently I'm taking two courses uh, in the summer, and on top of that, um, I'm doing personal training in the gym that I train at. So I train I'm training three clients right now, uh, almost like six seven days a week. And then on top of that, um, there's this company here. It's called uh, Skip the Dishes. I'm working for their logistics. So it's a work from home position and uh, it's an eight hour shift every single day. So I'm working 40 hours a week on that. And uh, aside from that, I also work at a security firm. So I basically just ride ride around in their their vehicles, just make sure everything is okay. And I usually do night shifts over there. So you, uh, what is the third job? So it's the first one is personal training. The second one is logistics. Oh, okay, okay. Personal training. Uh, How much do yeah. you charge when you personally train yeah. someone? <laughs> okay, so at first when I first start, um, first started doing personal training, it was, uh, it was basically like a freelancing kind of thing, right? I would, uh, yeah. I would look uh, like people would contact me and I would train them at a gym like privately. But uh, almost four months ago, I actually got a job at the gym that I've been training at for the last two years. So now Oof. I actually work under the gym. So I don't get I don't get to decide the rates what they charge, but uh, I just know I get paid, you know. But that's yeah, it. okay. So I mean, you um, get paid. how how did you uh, you know get uh, into bodybuilding? Like, like you got into bodybuilding because of that, but like mm-hmm. what made you get into you know you like, started yeah, to yeah. get into competitions? For you started sure. to and where did you learn about bodybuilding as well? That's what I want to know. For sure, man. So with bodybuilding, though, um, at first when I started, I, I honestly had no idea what I was doing. And back then, like, um, I didn't even have like any mentor, you know, somebody to tell me what to do. So when I first started, like for the first good two years, it was mainly just trial and error for the first good two years. You could say I could have used that time better. But then again, I was learning on my own. Every single thing yeah. that I know, I was learning on my own. I was doing my own research. I was failing. I was maybe succeeding a little bit. I was failing again. So it was a, it was a really like a yo-yo cycle, you know, going up and down in terms of my uh-huh. progress. Because I really didn't, did not know what I, was, I wanted to do and how to get there. But over time, as I, as I you know, kept doing it, kept at it, and all, one of the most important things was I kept at it consistently. I think in the last four years, there's probably been just like maybe a week in total that I've like constantly missed at the gym in the last four years, no matter where I've been, either, even if I've been traveling, even if I'm doing anything, 
I'm still making sure I'm hitting the gym. So during that time, you know, I developed an okay physique, but um, like I think two, two and a half years ago uh, in Canada, when I was working out, um, one of my friends just like literally jokingly asked me, he's like, man, why don't you compete? You know, you can literally just cut down and uh, you could you could give it a try. And I was so spontaneous at that time. I was like, you know what? That's a very good idea. I had no idea how all these competitions worked. I had no idea what it took. I had no idea what anything was. I just had this like pure determination. I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. You know, I feel like I can do this. So I took eight weeks on my own without a coach, without any help, without anybody and got down to like that 6% body fat, all natural, no steroids, no nothing. And that competition, when I stepped on stage, I've, I've felt a lot of amazing things in my life up till now. I've had a lot of moments of euphoria in my life. But that moment when I was on stage, when there were like 500 people in the crowd, when the cameras were on me, when the lights were on me, and when I was hitting that pose, all of those efforts of like two, three years condensed into like, you know, 10 seconds. That feeling, nothing beats that. And after that day, I was like, man, I have to fucking keep doing this for the rest of my life. It's the most beautiful feeling in the world not because people are admiring you but because mm-hmm. you work so hard for something and it's like you know you're sculpting yourself. it's like it's like a piece of art you know you're constantly sculpting from yeah, like right. every single angle you got to build that perfect symmetry you got to build those perfect proportions you know and it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a it's like a work of art that you can always work on and i'm the kind of person i need to be working on something all the time you know i need to be sculpting uh-huh. in something all the time so what bodybuilding has also allowed me to do is that it has given me like that base in my life, which I'm always progressively getting better at. On top of that, that allows me to, you know, venture out into other things because I have this very nice stable base, which gives me this, uh, you know, intrinsic feeling of always progressing. So with that mm. kind of attitude, I can achieve other things in life, which I want to, you know. That is true. That is true. Once you start, uh, when when you know you can be so committed to one thing exactly. and you've accomplished yourself in it, it exactly. gives you motivation to, you know, that I can do other stuff and I can accomplish myself in other stuff. And exactly. another thing, when you're so healthy, right? When you're uh-huh. eating healthy, when you're living so healthily, you're right. so much more active. You right. can do, you can get so much more stuff so done. Much done. So much, yeah. And, and that is why I, I have nothing done. You just gotta take the first step. Yeah, what's up, Ashtar? Yeah, uh, I you have a great physique, right? But I have to ask, like, yeah. not everyone has this kind of physique. What was your genetic baseline like? Like, where did you start from? Because like, Real is like very obese, and like, I'm very lean. I'm like ultra lean. So like, where did right. you start from? What what was sure. your baseline? Sure. So one of the things that should that should really give you guys hope, you know, when it comes to this is I'll say it straight up. I honestly don't have even like good genetics. You know, I honestly have very bad, like not not bad genetics, but I would say I have like very average genetics, genetics that you really have to work hard with to get to where you want. So the amount of effort I've put in over the years, if somebody with, you know, way better genetics than me would have put in the same work, he probably would be, you know, doing even better than me. But that is to say, no matter the type of genetics you have, it only gives you an excuse to work harder to where you want to get to. And it instills that kind of like work ethic in you. So for me personally, I started off as I wasn't skinny. I wasn't fat. I was the worst. I was the skinny fat type, you know, the, fat, yeah. The, yeah, the in between, you know, and that's the place you never want to be at, you know. So it because I was skinny fat and I did not know what I was doing, it took me trial and error to 
figure out what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to cut down, whether I wanted to bulk up, whether I wanted to cut down. So, you know, I was kind of like yo-yoing up and down. But then I figured, you know, like what works. And uh, yeah, now we're here. So since you don't have like an excellent genetics or anything like that, do you ever mm-hmm. think of juicing? Like just, you know, just going for it? Because because sure, like yeah, in IFMB sure. Pro, right? Everyone yeah, juices yeah. there. So yeah, like, for sure. What, so what so about that, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know about that. So up till now, um, I have not touched anything. I have not touched any steroids, no nothing, no pro hormones, anything like that. Um, the first show that I did, I was all natural. And even the last show that I did, which was uh, in Toronto, I was all natural. And I was the only natural person at that show in Toronto. Like my coach, uh, <laughs> in my last show, I actually was the coach. My coach told me straight up, you are the only person here who is natural. All of these guys are on SARMs or on steroids, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So for me, honestly, personally, I'm a student right now. I'm trying to build my life. I'm in my 20s. That is the most absurd thing I could do to myself financially, mentally, physically. So right now, like I told you, I'm trying to build myself in all aspects, right? I'm, I'm here meditating. I'm trying to learn the truth. I'm trying to have this like this, you know, stable mindset. Mm-hmm. Steroids, stuff like that. It literally throws all of that out of the window. And for me, I'm, I'm not totally against that either. So for me, I'm only 21 right now. Um, mm-hmm. I plan on uh, I plan on competing next year. So right. if I ever qualify for the IFBB naturally, in hopefully three, four, five years uh, down the line, yeah. then I might consider it. Especially when I'm in a in, in a place financially and mentally where I'm very stable. You know, where I can I can you know easily like afford that stuff because even that stuff is not cheap. You know, like. It, like it going on stuff like that you gotta yeah you gotta make sure that you when you're coming off you're taking the right protocols you're not permanently hurting your body stuff like that so for me my goal right now is to really maximize my natural potential uh so you I have know, not I, your plateau yet right yeah no, right. no no definitely not man i'm making i'm making the most progress uh now nowadays than i was like you know age like like a few years ago which is even crazy to me because oh, wow. i thought you know, maybe because because I've been working out for so long, I might have, you know, like top potential. But here's the good part. Um, even if you're training for a long time, that does not mean that you've hit your potential. Why? Because even if you're training for a long time, you might be, your, your, your programming might all be wrong. You might be doing the worst volume, the worst intensity. So I've been fixing my variables over the years. And right now, even though I've been doing this for like three, four years, I'm making the best progress I've made in a long, long time. I'm literally, I can see it visually. So for me, there's no reason for me to, you know, uh, think about jumping on stuff like that if I'm making progress naturally. And uh, not only that, it also helps me feel amazing, like in general, you know, like because I have like all this energy and I know I'm natural, you know, I'm, I'm feeding my body with good food, you know, hydrating myself, staying healthy, you know, and also looking yeah. good. So I, I like this lifestyle, but definitely if I ever qualify for the the you know the big league shows naturally then definitely mm-hmm. i will uh, think about it and i will consider it but for now at least for the next three or uh, two to three years i don't have any plans of uh, enhancing myself at all okay what about uh-huh. supplements like what are your go-to supplements like there's a lot of like shady stuff in the market right yeah, what yeah do you for recommend? sure for sure so um, I was, you know, like like everybody who gets into the gym, you know, first off, they're like, okay, what supplements do I take? That's like the worst thing, right? But we all go, we all go through that. So um, over the years, I've actually cut down my supplements instead of increasing them. So 
um the only supplement that i really only take is a protein powder which i don't even drink i usually make my meals with protein powder so because i like to eat my calories instead of drinking my calories right mm-hmm. so um let's say i would make like my oatmeal with like chocolate protein and like peanut butter stuff like that so that way i can eat my calories and eat the protein as well right so that is one yeah. of the supplements that i use um and the other supplements they're not like um technically like bodybuilding supplements but they're they should be a part of your overall health uh, especially if you're trying to like optimize your testosterone levels stuff like that i take mm-hmm. um zinc uh, magnesium uh vitamin b12 um sometimes i take uh, ala it's an alpha lipoic acid it helps uh, yeah. digestion yeah. as well and um i also you know what i'll just give me a second i'll have to check yeah yeah check it out we really need that info yeah so um so i also take maca Maca is like a it's from ginseng. Ginseng is mm-hmm. like a herbal root. It helps you it helps with immunity, it helps with um like anxiety and stuff if you if you ever have that. Uh, I take boron. Boron is a natural boron. mineral. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How does that yeah. help you? It actually has uh, you there's actually a lot of studies on it done and it like helps you raise your testosterone by by a little little margin, but it, I I find it to be really really beneficial for me. and uh instead of that i take vitamin d3 um i take it a lot of sun but i also supplement with vitamin d3 i think it's one of the most important ones and right. um yes. and the one other supplement that i do take is creatine and uh, creatine yeah, is that it. really as much yeah. as people hype it up creatine is it really no, that important to be honest it's It's, it's not important at all like um I, i i have periods where i completely leave it out for like a year you know and then if i feel like it i just t- start taking it back what it usually does is it just increases your atp just by a little bit so let's say if you were doing like 10 reps with a certain weight maybe right. after taking creatine you would be able to do 11 reps or maybe 11 and a half reps you know so it just increases your atp a little bit and it cre- right. it also increases your water retention a little bit because it increases the water retention in your body it also gives you a slight illusion of being a little bit bigger not a lot just a tiny bit um but uh, yeah creatine is one of the safest the most actually the most safest uh, supplement in the market and uh, if you ever want to you know like take it it's all good it's a very simple Whoa. thing uh do you uh, swim a lot I do not actually. I don't. You don't. I actually yeah. did not expect you to because yeah. I, I don't know. This doesn't <laughs> feel like it. Yeah, uh, you you're reading me well, bro. You're reading me well. Yeah, what are your what uh, would you, how do you train normally? Uh, every day train? like uh, can you go out uh, uh, let us go through your That's, weekly? Is that you before know? the corona yeah. thing or after? Oh, man, if uh, it's it's, it's no, been the same. It's actually been the same. Oh, yeah. Um Go, go ahead yeah because i told you right we set up the gym we had to we could we could continue with the same routine that we were doing um so for me right now how i'm training is um i i train each body part at least twice a week and that's the way to go especially if if you're a natural lifter you have to hit your uh, muscle groups at least twice a week to see optimal growth and that is one of the mistakes that i made at first when i didn't you know know anything about bodybuilding is uh-huh. i went into the gym i followed a bro split a bro split is basically when you train each body part like you know individually like i'm training chest today yeah. i'm training yeah, yeah, today yeah. i'm training i wasted my time doing that for like a year you know and uh, as soon as i switched to a, a split where i was hitting every every body part twice a week that's when i saw the most op- optimal results so i've been doing different variations of that over the years 
Um, and right now, it's uh, it's currently um, it's cur currently focused on my weaknesses that I'm trying to bring up for my next shows. So right now, I'm trying to really bring up my upper chest. I'm trying to really bring up my arms, my lower lats. So my split currently looks like uh, on a, on one day I would train back and biceps and abs. The next day I would train chest and triceps. Uh, the next day I would do legs. I would take one day off and then I would t do chest and back and then I would do arms and shoulders and then I would do legs and that's the whole week. So I would work out six days in a week and with one rest day. So, um, bro, uh, help me out, okay? Yep. Uh, I'm fat. So, yeah, can you fix that? Like, no, I'll fix it, but, like, tell me how to fix it. <laughs> Man, honestly, like, as cliche as this sounds, it all comes back to your diet. You could be doing the most in the gym, but if you don't have your diet figured out, you can't really make any progress. The most progress I've ever made has been truly, you know, uh, because uh, I changed my diet and I completely flipped around, you know? So, uh -huh. for, like, you really need to start tracking your diet um, at first. So for me, I'm at a point right now where I look at food and I can tell how many calories, what are the macros, what, what's going on with it, damn, right? But at damn. first, I, I had to track everything. There's this application, it's called MyFitnessPal. You can download it. It's got everything. Okay. It's got all the products in the world. You can literally scan an item and it will tell you the exact amount of calories it has. So do that okay. for a few days to a week. Get an idea of how much you're eating every single day. Track your weight every single day. Like, and take an average by the end of the week, right? So, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, so I had a question, okay? Yeah. So I'm very sure I know the answer to it, but I still want to ask. So right. I do this thing where I don't eat anything the whole day and I eat, like, a really nice meal at night. Right. <laughs> That's wrong, right. right? That's wrong, right? Um. So, so do you eat just one meal a day? Sometimes, yeah. I do it yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's actually not a very good thing to do because the less the less amount of number of meals you have, it, it does take a toll on your metabolism a little bit. The reason why you uh, see like the whole thing thrown around about bodybuilders eating like four, five, six meals a day is because yeah. the smaller meals are, the more frequently you're eating, the more you're getting those protein spikes in your body, the more your body is able to build muscle, the more your body is able to metabolize all the food, right? So yeah. Even if you don't want to eat all those meals, what you could do for a person like you who likes to enjoy, you know, yeah. like a meal, is you could definitely yes. do intermittent fasting. That's what I that's what I did for the last uh, year. I don't do that anymore, but I did that the whole last year, and it worked out really well for me. It it gave me the opportunity to um, eat the food that I wanted and eat like just uh -huh. two. Right. So what you basically do is you fast for like sixteen hours of the day. So let's say right. I slept uh -huh. at uh, twelve a.m. I woke up uh, at 12 p.m. and then I didn't have my first meal until 4 p.m., right? And then from 4 p.m. till 12 p.m., the eight-hour window, I have one or two meals. And then I fast again for 16 hours. This is a very good way to have like meals that are fulfilling and not be cooking all the time. Uh, and also, it also helps your metabolism kickstart. So, so I, okay, what do I do in that eight-hour window? In that eight-hour window is when you eat all of your food for the day. So you could have your all first meal. All of my food. And like, yeah. okay, so my food has to still be like, you know, non-fat uh, containing food. Like it has to have real less fat and no, no, a little no. less carbs. Or you just track no, like no. the calories. So for, uh, for starters, I would say just uh, just track the calories. Um, on top of that, don't worry about the fats. Fats are actually the things we men really need. Like fats, like good fats I'm talking about, we actually really need them. Because fats are the things that... 
that uh, basically uh, make sure that your hormones are, you know, in good condition, your testosterone uh-huh. is good, everything else is good. So don't avoid fats. Make sure, like uh, right nowadays, I'm getting like 80 grams of fat every single day in my diet. And, uh-huh. uh, and when my fat was really low in my diet, I had my blood cells done and my testosterone was really low. Ever since my fat has been good in my diet, my sleep has been good, my testosterone is really good. So make sure you're having um, a good amount of fats in your diet. Don't stay away from fats. Um, as for the carbohydrates, you don't have to cut them out completely. Just go moderate with them. I because with this thing, with, with these things, you have to make sure that uh, everything is sustainable, right? You don't want to crash diet. You uh-huh. don't want to lose all that weight, or you don't want to gain all that muscle and then lose it all back, right? So you, you know, do- there. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. on. Go on. Yeah, so you want to do something which is sustainable for your lifestyle, which you can do on a day-to-day basis without it feeling like, oh, man, I'm working so hard. Oh, man, like, when am I going to get that, you know? It should be something which you feel good with, you know, which you feel happy with. Nowadays, uh, I've finally gotten to a point where I can eat as much as I like and I don't get fat. I just get get stronger and, you know, like, look better. But it took years to get to this point where my body, you know, metabolizes the food so well now and I, I, I don't get fat because the... Um, right now I'm in a gaining phase. I'm trying to gain muscle. I've done this in the past. And when I've done this in the past, I would just get fat because my body was still not in that uh-huh. spot. It would, eat, it, it would utilize all that food to build muscle. But finally, after, you know, like all these years, now it's at a point where I'm eating to the point where I'm full, like I'm full, I'm enjoying the food uh-huh. and I'm not gaining fat. I'm just getting stronger and I'm, you know, slowly gaining muscle. Um, very okay, nice. wait, uh, no, the thing is, mm-hmm. yeah, go on, Ashtar, go on, go on. Go on. Uh, do you think these keto paleo diets are just bullshit or do they actually work? I was going to ask the exact same <laughs> question. I was going to say what, what you told, he once told me that keto is not sustainable. Yeah. I Someone explained that to me and yeah, I yeah. would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So with these diets, there's nothing inherently wrong about these diets. But the problem is these are mostly fads. You know, you got the paleo diet, you got the keto diet you got the you know like the high protein that you got all of these different diets right and all of these come on the end of the extreme kind of like uh, non-sustainable factors because realistically how much how how many days can you go on without like carbohydrates do you really can you really go on without carbohydrates when i when when i go like when i'm competing i have to go uh, without carbohydrates for like the last week or the two weeks before the competition and trust me my brain my, my my the way i function it's completely 180. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm op- operating from because I have no energy. I have no carbs in me, right? So that is something which is not sustainable. And uh, I never suggest anybody to do that. And like none of my clients have ever, I've ever put them on such a diet. I've always, you know, put them on diets which is which are sustainable, which they can enjoy, which they can look forward to. And that's how you lose weight or, or you gain muscle. You have to enjoy the process. This isn't a punishment for you guys. Uh-huh. you should be enjoying you know so don't think about the extreme like you know this diet this diet that diet just have a balanced diet just make just make sure that you know you're uh burning more than you're eating and you're good to go it's not that complicated uh-huh. yeah you know what's the problem with me me as a person mm-hmm. i feel like i always want to go on a crash diet because that is just me as a person i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying bro i'm like you know i'm uh okay so to lose weight i need to do, do i need to do uh-huh. this I'm going to do that. I'm going right. to lose this much in these many days. I'm going right. to do that. I want to get over with this. <laughs> That's yeah. my thinking. And that is actually, wrong, first, I believe. Um, the first client that I had, actually, ever in my life, um, uh, he actually came to me and he told me, bro, I've been doing the paleo diet and uh, I lost a lot of weight, but then I gained it all back. And then I trained him uh, for three months and he went from 110 kgs to 82 kgs. And ever since, he's oof. 
listen. Damn. Okay. So listen. I act. Okay. So what do you mean by training him three days? Did you also give him like a meal plan with his? Yeah. Everything. And, everything. And I feel like when you're doing weight loss, you don't actually need any of the gym equipment, do you? I think it's mostly running, right? And I know running is uh, one of the best exercises. Yeah. Weight loss calories for, for, for weight loss, you can literally be be sitting at home and losing weight if your diet is on the right. Yeah. Case. That's all that matters. Um, so please give me something, man. Like uh, I mean, I I I know you gave me tips, but I wanna know: uh, is there some stuff you would like me to cut out? You know, um, what's your current diet like nowadays? Like what? Basically, basically, I have breakfast, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I I I look. So nowadays, I'm still fasting because I had a few right. fasts I wanted to do. Sure. So I basically uh, before Fajr, I have uh, I don't have anything. I have water. I have maybe uh, a kebab, and now the kebab is basically barbecued. So I have right. uh, barbecued chicken, a little of it, like really less. And when I ha- open my fast, I eat a lot. By eat a lot, I mean I'll be okay, drinking so, a liter of milk no. uh, with what, what, a bunch of would, fried food. Yeah, what I would uh, suggest you do, and this is one of the biggest mistakes every Muslim makes and every uh, uh-huh. makes in Ramadan especially, is uh-huh. you know, you, like a lot of people have this question. You know, they're like, man, we're fasting. And even though we're eating, you know, like, okay, amounts at iftar, but we're still getting fat. Why are we getting fat, you know, even though we're, like, fasting and stuff? The reason why that's happening is because when you fast all day and then you suddenly, like, consume all that food, it, it, it's, uh, like, your digestive enzymes are not working the like, are, are not working uh. they usually work. So when you throw down all that food immediately, even if you're not eating a lot, you're going to feel that <sighs> way more. You're going to feel way more bloated. You're going to feel more. Yes. So the yes. thing you can do when you're uh, after opening a fast is actually open with something very light. And then later on in uh, the day, when your digestive system is back up and running, yeah, consume all you want. But when you're breaking a fast, never do that. That is the worst thing you can do, especially when you break a fast. It nullifies the point of the fast and it literally... Out it does nullify the point of the fast. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Uh, no, but I do do this that I uh, don't eat much starting, but like after half an hour, I'm destroying some food. Yeah, exactly. Just give it like so, a yeah. Or two and, uh, yeah you're good. So, uh, bro, another thing do rice have a lot of carbohydrates? Right, uh, they do have a lot of carbohydrates, but they're not. They've they've been given a bad uh, rep for some reason. I have always had white rice. I I have them every single day, but not a lot. Oh. Just like 60, 70 grams, you know. But uh, okay. not at all. It's actually one of my favorite sources of carbohydrates right, right. right before the game. Oh, white rice is so bland. How can you have that? Okay, now you can. <laughs> I can have it. So bland. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Like, so, uh, uh, bro. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I was going to ask about something totally off the topic, but uh, mm-hmm. bro, I see that, mashallah, you have this really nice car, and how did that come into being? For sure. So, man, ever since I was like 12 years old, this car, first of all, let me just clear this. This car has nothing to do with, you know, like letting people know like, oh, I have a nice car. No, nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ever uh-huh. since I was 12 years old. I wanted a Dodge Charger. Every single year, I would have pictures of a Dodge Charger saved in my car. Every single year, I would uh-huh. say that I want a Dodge Charger. I want a Dodge Charger. I want a Dodge Charger. And right before going to Canada, like I almost got to that point where my where my father was like, you know what? I'll get you a Dodge Charger. But it never happened. So when I first uh-huh. got here to Canada, I got my first job. You know, started making some money. I was like, you know what? The first thing I'm ever gonna do is I'm gonna get a car. And the thing is, 
at that time, I did not know a lot of like international students who had bought a car here or who knew. Uh-huh. What to do. So I was like going in, going in it blind, right? So uh-huh. um, like I think four or five months later after working, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger. I just told my mom and dad, I was like, I'm going to get this car. I got the car. and uh, You yeah. got it on lease? You bought it uh, on I your own? Yeah, yeah. So I, I paid, uh, I paid like, I paid like four or five thousand down, and uh, I've been paying uh, the finance for two years now, and it's. Uh, oh, okay. I, I have like almost like what, eight, 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 nine thousand left on the car. That's it. Oh, okay. Nice yeah. man, that's nice. Yeah. A lot of my friends are now finally, you know, like they're like, man, we saw you get the car. Now they're finally also working up towards that. Now they're like, you, give, uh-huh. if you give us a car, we're gonna follow it. So now my friend, oh. Challenger, yeah, yeah, Chrysler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. Uh, how did you, uh, like? Do you still self? Do you do your parents still pay for your education, or are you doing it on your own now? Um. So my parents pay for my uh, university fees, but I pay for like my expenses here, my uh, my car, my rent, my food, everything else. Uh I feel like your father, your mother, must be really impressed by you know the gym. She stuff. is. She is actually. You know what? Um. Honestly, like, I never had, like, the, like, I, I always loved my parents, but growing up, I didn't have the best relationship with them because I just uh-huh. in the right state of mind, you know? I was, yeah, uh, yeah I understand. I was honestly an asshole. Um, yeah. Ever since I got here, like, one of the biggest blessings for me is that my parents are the happiest they've ever been after looking at me and what I'm doing with my life. And that is oh, wow. uh, my, like, biggest motivation because, um, like I told you, I'm into, like, you know, like, meditation, all this stuff. What that has taught me is, you know, I'm really not really attached with my ego at all. You know, like this this person yeah. that I have, you know, Ali Ali Zahir, bodybuilding, all this stuff. <laughs> Everyone knows you like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, a, it's a huge part of me. But at the same time, I'm completely disassociated from all of these things because that's how it should be. You should never be a yeah. to your own ego, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. For me, even though I'm doing all of these things, uh, partially for myself, I'm mostly doing it for my parents because once, like, you know, I've given them the life that I want to give them, I'm happy, like, living out in a jungle, you know, like, sitting 10 years. I don't mind. I don't need I love anything. that. I'm good. I love so, that. You know? I actually yeah. love that. Yeah. So, okay, so let, I, I, I need to, I want to expand upon this. So, basically, I do have the same thing. I believe that we owe our parents everything. Exactly. Everything. And the least we can do, the least we can do is at least make them happy, man. At least make them happy. And it's not like, yeah, it's not like they want anything from us. They just want us to be successful. Like, that is so unconditional love. Like, like you, they're not asking us to give them money. They just want us to be successful and that's for our betterment. And if we can't even do that to make them happy, then like, shame on us, man. Exactly. And uh, one of the things that has really, you know, like been a blessing for me by working on myself, not ha- not only have I, you know, been able to do the best for myself in terms of the life I want to live, but it's gotten me to a point where when I talk to my parents now, they talk to me and they want advice. You know, they want to listen to what I have to say. Two, three yeah. hours a day, I'm, I'm counseling my dad. I'm counseling my mom. I'm counseling my older sister. I'm counseling all of my friends. Uh-huh. And that is something I love to do. Not because, oh, look at me. I, I can help you. No, it's yeah. I, I genuinely feel like, you know, my heart is open and I want to give. Why shouldn't I give, you know? so I, and, it, yeah, and it also feels amazing that, like, they respect you. Like, they know that, okay, this guy is smart enough. Like, right. itna, 
like he's intelligent enough to advise us he's mature enough he's to advise us to that point of self growth right. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it was never like that. Like they would, they wouldn't even listen to yeah. what you say. You know, it's not like I was always like this. I was never like this. But now, I don't mean to insult you, but like I remember you because you were in the same class as my brother. Okay, yeah. I remember you were one of those cool boys. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, times change, man. People change. You know. Yeah, yeah. no, no, people do change, and uh, yeah, and this is like a thing. You can change your life whenever you want. You just exactly. have to be ready to start. Exactly. Yeah. And, and for me, one of the biggest things nowadays, like apart from my own kind of like growth, is helping like uh, my, you know, like my inner circle. I have a very few amount of people that I really like, you know, like really like, you know, chill out with or hang out with. Uh-huh. I, I, uh-huh. I like to mostly spend my time in solitude when I get the time. But uh, the people that are close to me, trust me, man, if you ever talk to them, I've done like all I can, you know, to instill that light of curiosity within them to change their own lives, to do the best for their parents, to do the best for themselves. And it's an amazing vibe, you know, they respect me, I respect them, and we're all trying to go. Uh-huh. To so, yeah. That is nice. So, did you fast uh, in Ramadan? I did, but not all of them, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But I, I, did. I, I guess I, I asked because I think it might have something to do with your gym thing. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> actually, because um, with the gym, like right now, like I told you, I'm gaining. I'm trying to gain. So I, I my last competition was in uh, in July of last year. And uh, mm-hmm. this was the first time in my life that I've, I've taken a whole one and a half years to actually just gain, you know, just straight up gain. Uh-huh. Because I plan on competing next year now in 2021 in summer. Uh, and hopefully uh-huh. people will also come to Canada uh, during that time and they get to see the competition in real life. But uh, oh. yeah, that's something I'm looking uh-huh. forward to. But um, what those fasts really help me do is really just kind of, you know, like refresh my metabolism, just give my body a break because I've been eating yeah, so much. Cleanses the body. It just gives my body a breather, and also mm. um, in the context of meditation and prayers, um, when you're eating all the time, when you're bodybuilding all the time, your body, you know, is not in the best place to, you know, just sit down, meditate, stuff like that. But when you're fasting, yeah. there's not much going on in your body. It gave me the perfect chance to, you know, like uh, meditate, stuff like that. And there's yeah, this application right. that I, I was using uh, called the Waking Up application, and I was tracking how much I was like meditating. And it was, I think, like 700 minutes in the last, point, uh, like, 35 days. So it really just gave me a chance to do okay, that. It does help. You're, you're, you're sticking to it. Yeah, exactly. Wait, uh, Ali. Yeah. Ali, how does sponsorships work? When do you start, like, getting a fitness brand to start sponsoring you? When do you become, like, a part of their team? Like, how does that work? That whole thing. Sure. So- so with the sponsorships, um, there there's actually a lot of like scamming going on as well. But uh, so what some of the companies are doing nowadays is they're uh, making these ambassador programs where they ask, you know, like these uh, little kids, you know, like little teenagers to become ambassadors. And then they ask them to buy their mm. own products. And then, you know, it's like a scam. Mm. So, but mm. if you really want to, you know, get into the whole sponsorship game and all this stuff, you have to obviously have a, you know, following. You should have an engagement in your city. And uh, you should have an influence as well, right? Um, one of my friends in Toronto. He's actually doing really well. He got uh, sponsored by one of the best, like you know, fitness companies, VQ. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but uh, he's doing really well in that context. But for this kind of stuff, um, it does like behind the scenes. You kind of have to be. Um, I'm not gonna say you have to be an attention whore, 
but you have to have uh, you have to have a certain <laughs> element inside you which is craving for that recognition you know because if yeah. you want to get to a point where you're getting all that engagement all those influence uh, and all that stuff i know i know all the people who have done that have to have um like um stuff running in the back end like you know like support groups like people just liking each other's pictures commenting without a reason you know stuff like that on the back end show to the public that hey you know we got engagement so for me honestly i'm enjoying my bodybuilding for myself i'm loving it i'm sculpting my body like that for me is not a concern you know i wanted like build my best physique like i don't, i i, I don't really care about sponsors i like what i what i care about is going to a point where i'm at where i'm at a point where sponsors come to me all the time you know where i'm like in the ifbb i don't reach out to anybody they come to me you know so for me yeah. like i'm focusing just on working on myself and I'm, there was a point last year where I, where i really got into like the whole social media game i was like you know what i'll i'll, I'll bump it up i'll go i'll go i'll you know i'll like really like speed this thing up but then right. uh, it lasted for like three, four months. Then I was like, man, what am I doing? I just want to focus on my own thing, you know, enjoy bodybuilding and just yeah. get away from it. And that's what I've been doing for the last uh, six, seven months. I do remember you partnered up with a brand. Yeah, like uh, two brands. Redcon. Yeah, Redcon. And there was like another. Were you, were you, I feel like that was an affiliate thing, right? I don't think you were. Uh, so, so like, um, with the Redcon, the, there's this company, it's a Canadian brand. It's one of the best actually Canadian brands uh, out there. So they had, uh, they had this, um, it wasn't exactly an affiliate program. What they were doing for me was they were giving me 50% off like on all of their products. Oh, and, and, I, oh, and, 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 and it's something that I like love. Like I actually love their products. It's not like, oh, they're just giving me 50%. I'll take yeah. it. Mm-hmm. actually like the best products that i was already using so I was like you know what i'll take this and with my affiliate link if anybody purchases um purchases their products i get a certain get, commission from yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Oh, you get it yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. yeah that's, how it that's affiliate marketing that's really yeah. nice that's yeah. nice that has, it doesn't have any uh drawbacks it's pretty nice yeah that's yeah, that the best way to work with the company yeah and yeah. um yeah, and actually, I'm, I'm actually going to go out right now after the call to get yeah. a workout from the same company because I'm out of them. So are you, do you buy, do they have a store or do you just like get it from any store? So they have an online store, but they're available in all supplement stores. They're, uh, they're available in all right. supplement stores, yeah. Bro, is fuel cheap? I know you, I'm pretty sure you have your car. You, I'm pretty sure you went on a vacation the other week. So yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you drive, right? Yep, yep. But I think so, fuel is really expensive in the in no, these other countries. It, it it is compared to Saudi Arabia, of course, because Saudi Arabia Saudi is like Arabia. anomaly, you know, like yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. especially like when Corona was going on, the prices really dropped. Nowadays, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I probably spend like a hundred and forty dollars a month on my fuel for the car, and when I tell people this. People are surprised. People are because people have like Honda Civics, which are costing them two hundred dollars a month, whereas my charger is costing me a hundred and forty for the whole month. So I'm really happy with yeah. It does it really have that good like mileage, or did you do something okay. to it? Like uh, like I how actually, much? I actually fucked, I actually fucked the mileage up because I straight piped it and I. Uh, and I wait. I straight piped it, and I also did something else with uh, it, it. Okay, so there's this plug. In, there's a in in, in all Dodge and Chryslers. There's a, if you go into the fuse box, there's this fuse. It's called Fuse Thirty One A. If you remove okay. that fuse, it disables the car's uh, 
uh, fuel economy kind of system. So it goes uh, all out, you know, it gives you all the power. So I've done those two things, but it's still not giving me like, you know, bad economy. So I'm, I'm happy with it. Okay. So you're a car guy as well. You're, you're in yeah. the car. <laughs> yeah, I am. And uh, the the most recent thing, if if that's of any concern, um, you know, like obviously if we're just like talking about the things that I'm doing right now, one of the mm-hmm. biggest things I've been into for the last two years is just like trading. You know, that's something I've been into. Ooh. Oh, yeah. elaborate, please. Yeah, elaborate. So, um, I started with forex trading two years ago. Um, now I'm into also like stocks and stuff, but primarily I do like uh forex trading on um on on indices, not currencies. I used to do currencies, but now I do indices. Like the, uh, I'm not sure if you guys know about like the SP 500 and the Nasdaq 100. Those are oh, like yeah, I really know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know about Nasdaq. Yeah, I do yeah. know about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I question. No, you do it on that website called Forex, right? Uh, no, I actually uh, have this platform. It's called MetaTrader. Um, oh, okay. I, I have a broker who's on Australia. It's with VantageFX. That's my broker. How do you know what you're doing? How do I know how what I'm it, doing? Like, how does it work? How, how does like trading work? Uh, like uh, the stocks, right? How do you know what you're doing? Like, right. are these the stocks to invest in? Should I not invest in that? Sure. Like, where do you get sure, your information from? Sure. sure. So I'm mostly a technical trader. I really I don't like uh, fundamental trading. Some people do that. Fundamental trading is basically where you read, you know, like research into the company, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's me, too much. I don't do that. For me, I just learned the charts, um, you know, my strategies, stuff like that. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm so mostly you, So you do... So you do uh, currency trade, right? I used to, but now I usually just do the indices. It's pretty much the same bro, thing. Bro, uh, so like, how exactly does it work? Because I, I have also been interested in it. Like, I realize how much, like, uh, imagine, uh, what what currencies do you do it in, actually? Can you, can um, there's uh, one of the most common ones is the Euro USD, which is one of the most volatile pairs that you can trade um you know because of brexit uh the euro and uh the pounds both of them dropped real hard the real one of the the reasons like one of the like uh, when i mentioned in the call at first that this uh, whole corona thing really gave me the opportunities that i wanted what i was honestly talking about was it gave me the time to sit down and you know practice my art in this sense as well so, um, and also because th- these few last few months were amazing opportunities in the market, like, cause the market yeah. was down, everything was down. But if you knew what you were doing, you could have really, you know, yeah. you really buy well. a lot of it, you buy a lot yeah. of it. And then after a few months, the prices are going to go real yeah. high. You there sell. Actually, and you yeah. There was actually a day when, um, I think it was oil prices were really down and, uh, yeah. I read on the news that Russia made a deal with, uh, I think, Saudi Arabia. And that was the day when I purchased, like, three stocks of, like, crude oil. And the next day, they made me, like, I think, one or $2,000 in, like, five minutes. Yeah! <laughs> Oof. Well, bro, so, damn, that's actually... Uh, bro, I realize this, what uh, my father does. My father does this thing, which mm-hmm. is really intellectual, I think. He right. keeps all of his currency... In dollars, U.S. dollars in Pakistan. Exactly. That's a base right currency, right? He doesn't uh, because the thing is, uh, every day the rate mm-hmm. between the Pakistani rupees and the dollars keeps the the Pakistani rupees keep on devaluing. They keep right. on devaluing. Like right. it was a hundred 
and 20 uh 40 or something a few mm-hmm. months ago and now it's at 165 it's gonna mm-hmm. go to 170 so if you keep your money in pakistani rupees no, you're gonna have less dollars. you're you're yeah. gonna have less dollars keep it in dollars you're gonna have more rupees exactly. over time exactly yeah, that's, the basis of it. that's the basis of it it's better to have your money in USD in Pakistan. Uh, have you gotten into like cryptocurrency? Yeah. Is your like whole into stock stuff? Do you do that? Um. Yeah. So the thing is, at first, like at first, first, I started off like with Bitcoin and stuff, right? That's what I traded at first. But um, over the years, I realized the the amounts of promises that were done with those things were not really living up to the potential because especially during these corona times what happened Mm -hmm. was like three four months ago um when all the economies were falling down everybody was expecting bitcoin to be stable to be this and that but one day it literally dropped five thousand points and that was the day when i was like you know what this is something I really do not want to put my trust into. So ever since then, I've just been uh, trading mostly stocks and uh, indices. You can make a shit ton of money on indices. Trust me. They're the most volatile things in the planet. They're moving like crazy. Mm. If you know what you're doing, I don't, don't get me wrong. I've blown my accounts. I've like, as a student, I've lost one, two, three thousand dollars, you know, which I can't afford to lose, but I've done that. I've taken the risk because I have to, if I don't take the risk, I'll, you know, end up with a nine to five without doing, you know, without achieving much. So I might as well take the risk and fall on my face than uh, live a average life, you know? Well, I do understand that. And yeah. I would actually suggest why not, you know, I don't know if you have the business mindset. If you do have the business mindset, if you do like mm-hmm. going in, uh, being an entrepreneur of some sort, why not just start be, uh, become an entrepreneur? Small trading, really small trading. No, that's what I've been doing on the side. That's what I've been doing constantly on the side. So that's the plan for me right now. So even though I'm doing my computer science degree right now, I'm in my I'm yeah. I'm starting my yeah. third year now. Um, but I'm at a point honestly. I've even talked to my parents about this. I have on the side. I have multiple sources of income, like personal training, all of this stuff, and I'm even trading on the side. So if before you know, like my degree finishes, I'm at a point where I'm so financially stable, I'm chilling then I might even not, you know, like consider completing my degree because I don't need to, you know. So yeah. obviously that's a, that, that's a big if. But for now, my focus yeah. is definitely on completing it. But I'm definitely doing all these things on the side to make sure that I'm financially free, you know, in a few years. Do you like computer science? Are you doing or or what? Man, to be very honest with you, um, the only reason why I chose computer science was... First off, I had no interest in anything at all, like any, like, you know, like any degree. I didn't want to do anything. Okay. Right. right. But the only reason why I picked computer science was that was the only thing in my site that gave me the opportunity and it gave me the, the forelook that I would be able to, you know, show my creativity. I was like, this is the only degree that I can really do that I can be creative at, you know, like make my own stuff, stuff like that. So uh-huh. that is the only reason why it in- intrigued me. And that is the reason why I'm doing it because it allows me freedom. I don't have to, you know, like, um, confined to any certain see, things, you know, I'm learning languages and I can do whatever I want with that. You know, especially yeah, also because yeah. it can aid my trading in the future. Because if I get good at trading, then I can code my own systems and my own algorithms to do the trading for me, for my own insight. Ah, so see, they I both see. come hand in hand, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was I don't agree with stocks though. I really I've never found stocks uh, to, uh stocks have not just hit me the right way ever. I don't know do you uh, do you do stocks? 
Yeah, I do. A lot I of them. actually started doing them very recently, and they've been they've been actually um, a really good break for me because they're actually really easy than compared to like forex to the forex. Yeah, market. they're easy, and the thing yeah. is that for me it was just like uh, I used to go at it in the way that you know when you invest in stocks. Yeah. The company you invest in, if they deal in, uh, you know, interest, it just, right. it's not good oh, no, to me in the religious way. Right. So I just don't right. do that. So with stocks, you don't have to buy entire stocks. So what I do right now is, so uh, the, the interest part comes when you buy whole stocks, right? When you buy whole stocks, the companies pay you dividends and stuff like that. But what you can uh-huh. do is you can just buy call options. Call options are like small amount of uh, the stocks. Uh, just leveraged into a bigger amount. That way, you're not buying the stock at all. You're just buying a small part of the stock without getting any dividends or anything. You're just predicting the price outcome. That's it. And you're getting what oh. you put in. Uh, how, how much you're going to oh. put? That's it. Okay. Um, no dividends. There's no nothing. So the way around. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because you can trade. It's called options trading. So if you look into options trading, you can learn a lot about that. So options trading is really good if you don't have a lot of upfront capital. You can use a small amount of money to buy small amount of leveraged stocks to get into the game. Would you ever uh, consider get making a gym as yeah, a that's, source that's of actually income? one of my plans. That's actually one of my plans. Uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, like inshallah, in a few years. Uh, if I'm stable enough, that is one of my uh, goals, you know, to, because it's a very good, s- stable source of income, and I would love to have. It my is, own, you know, yeah, yeah, it is. It right actually now, is. during this quarantine, uh, the small gym that I did make in the garage, like I got a small hint of what it feels like to own a gym, because nine, ten <laughs> of my friends would come every single day in that small garage, and we all would be lifting. So you know, I kind of got the feeling of it. I'll so that yeah. really made me want to like, you know, actually get my own gym. Bro, okay, a question. So yeah. basically, I'm really fat right now. So does that mean I, I, I do also have more muscle mass compared to people that are normal? Or does that mean mm-hmm. I only have more fat? It could be both, right? So some people who are a bit overweight do carry a bit more muscle. But I know a lot of people who are fat and they don't carry any muscle mass, right? So it depends on your body type. So and- I can tell yeah. you that I, yeah. do, I, I do carry a bunch of muscle mass. Yeah. Like, not a lot, but I do have more muscle mass than Ashtar here, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, nah, nah. Who lost in arm wrestling, okay? Is arm wrestling like Whatever. a measure of strength, Ali? No, it's not. It's all about no. <laughs> See? <laughs> Yeah, he used to flex. He used to flex to me so much, you know, that he's beaten everyone in arm wrestling. Like, here's the thing. Like, even if you see me, like, I'm not like the biggest guy in the gym, right? But when people come up to me and they ask me my weight and how much I can like bench press and stuff, it is like, they're always surprised. They're like, we can't believe you can do that. So what that proves to like everybody is that it's mostly about the technique and how your central nervous system is adapted to certain movements, right? It's not about how big you are or how strong you are. These things are mostly about technique and stuff. You can see the most strongest people in the world, like the elite power lifters in the world in the Olympics, they look so small. You know, they don't look like yeah. jack guys. It's because yeah, yeah, they have the technique, they have the central nervous system adaptations to pull those weights. So it's not always about, you know, if you're if you're like pulling weights that you're the strongest. No, it's mostly about technique and how well you can perform these things. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, still stronger than Rian, so there's that. I'll leave that to you to, to, to debate. Bro, if you have seen this guy, he is a stick. 
<laughs> compared to me. Get me a stick. With Ashtar, if, if, if that's the case, it's actually really amazing for him because I always tell people like uh, Ashtar, even like, bro, you guys know my best friend, Ziryab. I think you might know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Even, him. even he's got, a, uh, he's got a, a body type, which is like very skinny, you know? But what I tell to all these people is that they're actually very lucky because you guys, it will take you more time to build muscle, but the muscle that you do build is going to be pure muscle. You're going to get jacked yeah. uh, like in a longer time, but you're going to put on straight muscle. For people like us, we're going to gain muscle quickly, but we're also going to gain fat quickly. So we'll have to cut down later on. But for you, you're going to gain muscle slowly, but it's going to be good, hard, strong muscle, you know? Take that. Uh-huh. So, yeah. bro, uh, do I need to lose weight? Uh, do I need to lose weight and then uh gain muscle or do i need to just how do i get strong because i don't want to i i I do want to be strong so that i can at least defend myself as a person and defend my family yeah so i i hope that never comes to that point but but uh uh what i would suggest you do is here's the thing when you first start lifting when you first start uh working out there's this period of uh, like there's a time period like of six seven eight months where you experience like these thing called newbie gains. I don't I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah, yeah, but basically yeah. what happens during that time is um you can almost work out like a person who's enhanced. You can lose some amount of fat and you can gain some amount of muscle. I can't do that. I can't ever do that in my life until I'm natural. For me right now, I can either gain or lose. But for you guys, if you're just starting out and if you guys know what you're doing for the first eight, nine months, you can make immense amount of progress in the first eight, nine months. That's why I tell everybody when they're starting out, use your time wisely when you're starting out because you have that golden period where you can make the best gains of your life. So newbie gains Uh, are a thing. Yeah, they definitely are a thing. You can literally, like I've seen so many people who have used their newbie gains, you know, like, like in the right way, make the most amount of progress in the smallest amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, who's your favorite bodybuilder? I I wanna ask, like, who's your inspiration? Sure. sure. So my inspiration, honestly, like, even though I compete in men's physique, um, right. my honestly, my all-time favorite was Frank Zane. I'm not sure. Frank if Zane, that's legit my favorite as well, cause yeah. cause of that yeah. vacuum pose, man. Yeah, that vacuum. Yeah, you know, and you know, I'm always doing the vacuum. You know, it's just because of him. You know, I'm bro. I, my, my morning routine nowadays, every single morning for the last four months, when I wake up, the first thing I do is 30 minutes, I do vacuums, like straight oh, up, 30 minutes, every single day. Oh, and man. that really helps tighten your waist. It really helps give you that, you know, V-taper. So, yeah, that bro, how long yeah. uh, do you plank? Do you plank? I actually used to, but I don't really do that anymore because um, when I'm doing my compound movements, like deadlifts, stuff like that, I'm already working out my core a lot. So I don't li- like to work it out more, you know? Yeah, actually, a lot of people tell me this. They're like, planking is not, <laughs> isn't the best thing because like you can plank for like so long, but right. like, what are you even doing? Like you aren't making any, you aren't making your mental that much stronger. People right. say it's much better to run, like run for three miles. That's better. Like, cause right. you, without stopping, you're testing yourself more that way. No, and so uh, the goal is yeah. to make your core stronger and your core oh, gives okay. you support on everything, on every exercise, on everything. But when you're doing the main three compound movements, when you're squatting, when you're bench pressing, when you're deadlifting, you are already working out your core a lot. You know what? I've, I've never really trained my abs directly in my life, but I have good abs, right? Everybody yeah. has yeah. 
It's just that you work on your core indirectly through all of these other movements that you really don't need to spend time. You know, like you can obviously if you want more blocky abs, more like de- like even defined abs. But for me, I'm like I'm okay with these. Obviously, I'm gonna work more if, if I get the time. But right now, my time only allows me to do like the main compound stuff, get stronger at those, right. not really focus on. Bro, I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, do you know about the accident that Kevin Hart uh, got into? I'm not too sure. So no. basically, he did get into an accident in September. It was a really lethal uh, accident. So basically, the thing about Kevin Hart is he's really is uh, um, into fitness. He has a personal mm-hmm. trainer, so he's always been really healthy and fit, and he's also really strong. So right. the thing that saved him, yeah, I was listening to him in an interview. The thing that saved him from getting permanently paralyzed was the fact that his core was strong. The doctors told mm-hmm. him, even if your core wasn't strong, 100% he would have gotten paralyzed in his accident. Yeah. Because his spinal cord would have broken. It supports your spinal cord as well. And also, going uh, yeah. about the vacuums, um, the, one of the reasons, other than uh, making my waist look smaller, the reasons why I do do the vacuums is it also strengthens your spine, like your whole core, and your like really strengthens your spinal cord as well. So it oh, gives you a really nice support. If you vacuums look so weird. They so do. weird, man. People love it. Some people hate it. Girls hate it for some reason. I don't know. Why. Hey, bro, it it looks weird. Extremely weird. <laughs> you look like you're anorexic for a second. Yeah. For a second, a guy. Like... <laughs> in real life, they're like. Like, what happened to your where is it you know <laughs> <laughs> where does it go like dude uh, can you do it only on an empty stomach stomach as well bro <laughs> you, you can, can. You know, can oh you can yeah, yeah i can i can i've been doing it for a long time where do your internal organs go honestly like <laughs> it does hurt you know like when you pull it all the way up it's, it's actually pushing your organs back right so it does hurt a little oh. bit but you gotta hold it i, I i've been holding it for like a minute most them vacuums yeah. well bro yeah. i realized this that yeah. um is there like when people i actually did not understand this i thought that when you, if you're having pain while you're mm-hmm. uh, lifting and all that I feel like that's not, I thought you're doing it wrong. But I feel yeah, like okay. now that I've heard mm-hmm. so many slogans, you know, no pain, no gain. I feel like when you are lifting, it should hurt and your muscles should like, you know, break apart, right. you know, be oh, strong. Right. And then. Um, mm-hmm. So with yeah, that, can you, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So with that, there's, there's like honestly different kinds of pains. Okay. If you're feeling a stinging pain, like a radiating pain, that's not the way to go. What they mean by like by the no pain, no gain is when you're pushing yourself to the extreme in a very safe way. So when your form is perfect, when you're, you're, when you're not having any pains that are directly in the muscle, overall, you're just feeling fatigued. You're pushing through that, uh, through that tension, through that, um, you know, through that uh, motion. That's the kind of pain that they're talking about. When you're doing the exercises properly and when you're really contracting the muscle, you're going to feel the contraction. That's a form of pain, but it's not pain. It's just, you know, uh-huh. it doesn't feel too nice, but it's like you're contracting and you're really squeezing the muscle, right? That's the uh-huh. kind of pain that they're referring to when they talk about no pain, no gain. That doesn't mean just hurt your shoulder or hurt your chest or stuff like that. If you feel pain, like stinging pain, radiating pain, stop immediately. But if you're, uh, if you're feeling the contraction, if you're feeling tension in your muscles, if you're feeling a nice pump where like you feel like your muscle is about to explode from blood, that's what they're talking about. Ooh, the pain that they're okay. Talking about. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever gotten like well, a serious injury, like 
something no, that alhamdulillah, not, I have not I have not and that is one of the things I'm actually really surprised about because everybody I know every single person I know has had at least at least yeah. at least one major injury alhamdulillah and I hope it stays this way but it's, I have never had an injury no nice man alhamdulillah very nice bro I'm honestly like so grateful that you gave us this much time you said that you'd give us 30 minutes you said you'd give us 30 minutes because like you're so busy no it was amazing it was uh very nice very talking to you very you gave us so much information mm-hmm. very insightful honestly and we're so thankful that you gave us like literally half an hour more uh because like thank you for the kindness I'm glad you guys enjoyed yeah. it. I had an amazing time, man. It was really nice catching up Thank with you. And honestly, I'm really even proud of you guys for, you know, starting this uh, podcast as well because, man, I know so many people Thank like, you. Thank from, you. from back home who are, who are not really doing a lot with their lives. So to see, yeah. like, like, my juniors, you know, doing this stuff, I'm really happy and I'm glad that you guys are doing it. And you have my full support for this, you know. And, uh, I, thank you, man. You guys I, go a long way, inshallah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Really, really appreciate it, man. Yeah. No problem. I hope we're we... going to upload this. Uh... Oh, so we upload it everywhere. We upload yeah, it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, awesome. Google Podcast, YouTube. That's perfect. That's perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Thank you, man. It was very nice talking to you. Take care. Have yeah, a good day. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anytime if you guys need anything, you can always hit me up. Ashtar, you as well. Thank anytime you, man. Hit me up. I'm always here. Obviously man I'm always here bro always and uh, thank you, yeah, bro. take care and best of luck with the podcast as well thank you man, thank you, man. take care all right guys take care alafis alafis and yeah everyone that was all for today's episode i hope you enjoyed and uh, please be sure to leave a good review or a five star rating wherever you are listening to it if you're on youtube please be sure to drop a like subscribe and uh, spotify itunes everywhere just be sure to subscribe as well and leave a good rating thank you take care bye <laughs>